Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning and welcome to Spotlight. Today we have a very special show. Today's show is about stress and not having it and staying aligned in love, especially during the holiday season. If you're listening to this show live, it's the week just before Christmas. If you're listening to a recording, I'm sure there's other areas and times in your life when you've felt stress before. And today I'm going to give you some tangible tips to be able to stay aligned and centered in love rather than succumbing to the stress of the holidays or whatever else is going on in your life. So since it is almost the holidays, one of my favorite traditions is to watch a certain Christmas movie every year. And this Christmas movie is Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation. So for those of you who've seen this, you know the story. Chevy Chase is this family man who has this big idea of this grand Christmas. He wants to make sure the house is lit and the tree is up and he has the perfect tree and the perfect house. He's having relatives come to visit and he wants to make sure that they just have this amazing and fun time. And he has this big vision and picture in his mind of exactly how he wants Christmas to go. He even has a big Christmas bonus that he's expecting from the company and he's going to build a pool and he announces it to everybody. Well, throughout the movie, and this is a spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen it, you don't want to know what happens, then put it on mute for a couple minutes. But throughout the movie, one thing after another happens and his plans are foiled. The lights won't work on the house. The tree is too big and breaks the window. Uh, his relatives come and he gets stuck in the attic when they're going on their big shopping trip and they leave without him. He has one thing after another just fall apart. And, and the final straw that breaks the camel's back is this expected Christmas bonus that he's just announced to everybody there that he's going to build a pool in the summer doesn't come and he loses it. And you see the scene of him in the movie just uh, with this wild look in his eyes and this smile on his face. And you can just feel the stress and the tension and you wonder what's going to happen. You, you wonder if everybody's going to be safe and okay because this guy is just losing it. Well, in the end of the movie, he realizes what's really important is that he's with family. And even though nothing has gone as planned, he, he finally realizes that the most important thing is that he's with people he loves. Well, I often think of myself like Chevy Chase. I have this really a vivid imagination and I have these grand plans and I want everybody that comes to just have the perfect experience. I have these visions of exactly how it's going to look when the kids are opening their presents under the tree or exactly how the meal's going to taste or how things are going to go in the holidays. And sometimes when they don't always go as scheduled or when they don't always go as planned, I find this stress creeping in. And I just want to know, can you relate to this? Just send a nod out to the universe. I'm going to feel the vibrational frequency of you agreeing with me whenever you listen to the show. But just nod your head and just think in your mind, do you do this ever? Do you ever have expectations or ideas or plans? And when they don't happen exactly as you think, you get a little bit stressed out. Or 
do you ever find that maybe you have an idea of how you want someone to act or someone to behave? I know in the past I had these big visions of, of being able to surprise somebody and the look on my kids' faces when they open the presents or having someone come over and and feeling all their love and compliments because they love the meal in my home. And then when the kids don't have that look on their face, they didn't like the present or when somebody comes over and they're in a grumpy mood instead of a good mood, then it makes me grumpy and I feel stressed out too because people aren't acting like how I thought they would act or I'm behaving and how I expected them to behave. Um, I have a, a daughter right now who's um, been angry at me for a while and she is coming to Christmas and I don't know how things are going to go and I've, I'm worried and I find myself kind of stressed about that. So just think in your life, what are those things that have caused you to be stressed in the past with holidays? Or what have caused you to be stressed in your life in the past? And I want you to think about something. Is it that you had an expectation, an idea that didn't happen? And let me just say that again. Because stress comes when we have unmet expectations. Have you ever had an expectation that was unmet? Somebody didn't behave the way you thought you wanted them to behave. The event didn't go exactly how you thought it was going to go. It wasn't as beautiful. It wasn't as good. It wasn't as pretty. It wasn't as nice. All stress or most stress comes from when we have unmet expectations when we have unmet expectations. So one of the keys to be able to live a stress-free life is to let go of expectations. And I'm going to come back to that in just a minute. But I want to I want to read this to you because I thought this was just fascinating and almost a little bit sad too. According to recent studies, holiday stress statistics show that up to 69% of people are stressed by feeling like they have a lack of time. So I just want you to think of this. Do you fall in that category? Do you get stressed out, especially around the holidays, by feeling like you have a lack of time? Another 69% of people say that they're stressed by perceiving a lack of money. Is this a challenge for you, especially around the holiday seasons? And 51 are stressed out about the pressure to give or get gifts. It's really interesting to me. And as I looked at these statistics, I thought that, that some things stood out to me that were interesting about this. So 69% of people are stressed by the feeling of having a lack of time. Well, aren't the holidays the time where you have a break? You have a break from work. You have a break from school. You get to spend time together. Why is it that people feel like they have a lack of time when this is the time of the year when everybody, almost everybody, I should say there are probably some emergency workers that don't, but almost everybody gets a break. Why is it that people feel like they have less time when they actually are given the gift of more time? 69% of people are stressed by perceiving a lack of money. Well, I thought this was interesting too, because isn't Christmas about abundance? Isn't the holiday season about gratitude and about celebrating all the things that we do have in our life. And 51% of people are stressed out about the pressure to give or get gifts. Doesn't that defeat the whole point of gifts when you get so stressed about it? Isn't the whole point of gifts is that 
it brings us joy when we give gifts to somebody or brings us joy, brings somebody else joy to give us gifts. And this all comes from these stresses in our mind. And let me tell you something else that I've learned. And this might blow your mind. It blew my mind when I first learned this and understood this. Stress is a belief system. Let me say that one more time. Stress is a belief system. In this moment now, stress does not exist. Stress is a belief system. We believe that we're stressed about something. We believe we're stressed because things aren't working out the way we thought they were going to. Or occasionally we get stressed about the past. We start thinking about all the things that have gone wrong in the past. And we start to feel that stress. Stress is a choice. Write that down. Stress is a choice. You, if you are feeling stressed, it's because you are either consciously or subconsciously making the choice to feel stressed. So if you felt stressed and you realize now that it's a choice and you also realize that maybe you don't want to feel stressed in your life, there's a couple of things that you can do about it. There's a couple of things you can do to change that stress system. And I'm going to walk you through four tangible tips that we can do to rearrange the stress levels in your holiday season. So we're going to get into those in just a minute. But before we do that, the first first thing that we need to do is we need to realize that the first step to transformation, to making a different choice, is recognition. So the first step to transformation is recognition. And if, if you feel like you're being stressed, if you feel stressed this holiday season, recognize where in your life you're feeling stressed. Is it around lack of time? Is it around lack of money? Is it around the stress of giving presents or getting presents? Is it stress because you feel like you're around family members, maybe that have a different belief system than you do? Just think about it. And right now, I want you just to take a notebook or you can write on your phone or if you're driving in the car, you can think of it in your mind. But I want you to think, what are the top three things that are stressing you out in your life right now? What are the top three things that you worry about, that you feel anxiety about or that you feel stress about? And I just want you to take a moment and recognize what those things are. For me, It's still this expectation that I have sometimes, this vision or idea in my mind of how I think everything should look, how I think everything should go. And sometimes I just have to let that go. But for me, it's this ideal image. So I'm writing down ideal image. Think about what are the other stressors in your life? Is it people? Is it feeling a lack of? Another thing that I have found myself stepping into stress over lately is lack of time. We're also moving. And I think, wow, I want to have this relaxed Christmas. I want to also do all these activities with the kids. I also want to take time to go shopping and get presents for people. I also need to pack up. And so for me, I'm finding that that's a stress. For you, what is it? Just top three, either write it down or just acknowledge that in your head. Recognize what are the top three things that are causing you the most stress in your life right now. Write those down. And I actually, 
I, I, we'll see if Lori's there to join us. Lori, I would, I'm curious to you, what are your top stressors, especially around the holiday season? We weren't going to bring you on until second segment, but I think this would be really valuable just for um, people to hear. What are some things either now or in the past that have stressed you out around the holidays? Yeah, for me, and I know there are many other people like me who come from trauma. And so the holidays can really instill a lot of um, awareness of what you've lost, relationships that maybe had hurt you when they were supposed to take care of you. Um, my One of my stepfathers uh, was a military man too. And so the holidays were always very hard for him because he had, um, of course, post-traumatic syndrome. And so uh, the holidays can be very much a reminder of, um, of some tragic experiences in your life. And so people go through extra effort to try and kind of trump those buried feelings during the holidays. And so that can be definitely an added stress. Mm, yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. And Lori Richens, of course, does our family first segment. Um, we'll have her on again in just a moment. And we're just going to make this a conversation today because I think that there are different things that people choose to step into stress over. And it's just really important to identify these. I've recognized another thing that causes stress. And it's funny because there's two things and they're kind of opposites. Number one, not being with the people you love can sometimes cause you stress because you're alone. You aren't with the people you love. You're missing them. Another thing that people step into stress over or that often causes stress is uh, this idea of being um, around the people that we love and being around people that maybe have different opinions than us or people that have different ideas than us. So there are a lot of reasons to find stress, reasons everywhere to find stress. But um, the, the important thing is that we identify what is causing us stress before we get into this formula for helping to alleviate stress. And I'm actually going to call it a recipe. Because again, around the holidays, we have a lot of recipes that we're making. And if you think about it, um, when you follow the recipe, things turn out right. The other night I made these mint chocolate chip brownies and they're one of my favorite things to make around the holiday season. And if I follow the recipe just right, they are delightful. They're so good. We have this bottom layer of brownies. We've got the mint frosting and then we've got that hard chocolate topping on the top. And if I don't follow the recipe, they turn out horribly. I remember I remember one year, my mom, we were visiting my aunt and she wanted to make these mint brownies. It's a family recipe that's been passed down for years. And my aunt kind of had these different bins or containers with her flour and sugar. And on accident, my mom switched out the flour for the powdered sugar. <laughs> And even though it was powdered sugar, you think it might taste good. It was horrible. The bottom layer of the brownies was just all gooey and falling apart and way too sugary. And it was only one little thing that was changed about the recipe, but it made a world of difference. If you think about this, what is the recipe in your life that you've been using to create stress? And we're going to create a new recipe today that's going to alleviate the stress and make your holidays so much more enjoyable. So now that you've identified the areas that bring you stress in your life, think of the top three. We're going to get into this recipe, this formula, these tips to be able to enjoy your holiday season, enjoy your life, and choose to step out of stress. The first thing, it's going to seem really easy and really simple, but I want you to write this down. This is crucial to be able to overcome stress and stay aligned in love. And that is to breathe. Write that down. Breathe. And I'm going to explain this just a little bit more. 
because I think all of us have, well, most people in the world, and I'm sure all people listening to this show have good intentions. You have a good heart. You want to share love and joy and cheer in your life in all areas and especially around the holiday season, but you find yourself stepping into stress, choosing stress, either consciously or subconsciously, and then you aren't the version of yourself that you want to be. (laughs) Does anybody, have you experienced that before? Where you want to show up in this loving and caring and kind way and you find yourself treating somebody not like you want to treat them or being a little less loving than you want to be or maybe yelling a little bit because you're feeling stressed. So how do you stay aligned with that love? So the first key is to breathe. And here's what's really interesting about breathing. For years, I taught yoga. And before I taught yoga, I used to deal a lot with anxiety. I was diagnosed with debilitating obsessive compulsive disorder as a teenager that turned into a lot of anxiety. Um, Fortunately and unfortunately, I also struggled with perfectionism. So on the outside, a lot of people couldn't tell that I was dealing with anxiety, but I would always have a lot of anxiety inside my body. I would be thinking about the worst possible case scenario constantly. I would be worrying about if the windows were locked at night when my kids went to bed. I'd be worrying about if the stove was on because I was afraid the house was going to burn down. Constant anxiety. And when I got into yoga, what I learned was that I couldn't breathe and be in an anxious state physiologically in my body at the same time. Let me say that again. I couldn't be breathing deeply and be feeling stress at the same time. When you breathe deeply, it actually causes the stress chemicals that are being released in your brain to stop being released. So when we come back from break, I'm going to teach you the breathing exercise that changed my life. It's a breathing exercise that you can do anytime, any place that you're feeling stressed during the holiday seasons or any area that you're feeling stressed in your life. It's a breathing exercise that is my gift to you to help you alleviate that stress during this holiday season. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
you're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back. And uh, if you're just joining us today, what we're talking about is we're talking about staying aligned in love, even throughout the stress of the holiday season. I read some statistics that I found were so interesting. According to recent studies, holiday stress statistics show that up to 69% of people are stressed by feeling that they have a lack of time. 69% of people are stressed by perceiving a lack of money and 51% are stressed out about the pressure to give or get gifts. And it's so interesting because as I sit back and think about this, you know, 69% of people are stressed by feeling like they have a lack of time. The holiday season is the time when we have a break. It's the time when the kids are off school. It's the time when we have time off of work where it says 69% of people are stressed by perceiving a lack of money and 51% are stressed by giving or getting gifts. Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of the holiday season? Aren't we supposed to be celebrating this abundance and these gifts and these amazing things that we have in our life? So stress also, and I want to reiterate, this is a choice. In this current moment now, no stress exists. Stress is a choice. It's either a conscious or subconscious choice. And if you've been feeling stressed, don't beat yourself up too badly. I used to get so stressed out, especially around the holidays. Sometimes I still struggle with it. And uh, as I was sharing just before break, I used to struggle with anxiety and was even diagnosed with debilitating OCD when I was a teenager. And one of the things that really changed my life was learning a simple breathing technique. And what I found was my body could not be in a stress response state while I was doing this breathing technique. So if you think about it, what's one of the first things that happens when you feel stressed? You start breathing more quickly. You might even find it's difficult to breathe. People who have struggled with panic attacks will tell you that they struggle with feeling like they can breathe or get enough enough oxygen. So right now I'm going to teach you a simple technique. You can do this anywhere any time that you're feeling stressed and it will help alleviate the stress. So whatever you're doing right now, I just want you to sit up straight so you can take lung air into your lungs or you can lay down while you're doing this. If you're driving, make sure that you're being safe about it. You can keep your eyes open during this exercise or you can close your eyes. doesn't matter. That's the beauty of it. You can do it anytime, any place, anywhere. So we're just going to breathe in together through our nose for the count of four. When I say to begin, we'll all practice this together. And then you're going to exhale through your mouth, but you're going to exhale in three even parts. So after we breathe in through the nose for the count of four, then you're going to exhale, release, release. So you're taking a break. Or another way to say it is, as you breathe out, you're going to pause, pause, release the rest of the breath. So follow along with me and just notice what happens to your body. So sit up straight right now. Breathe in through your nose for one, two, three, four, and then you're going to breathe out through your mouth, release, pause, pause, and then release the rest of your breath. Good. Let's just do this together for a few more times. I'm going to walk you through it. And just as you do this, when you breathe out, it's going to be like you're breathing out through a straw. So let's breathe in together through the nose for one, two, three, four. You're going to pause, pause, 
Release the rest of your breath. Good. Deep breath in for one, two, three, four. And you're going to pause, pause, release the rest of the breath. Let's do two more together. Inhale for one, two, three, four. Exhaling through the mouth. Pause, pause, release. Good. One more together. Breathing in through the nose for one, two, three, four, releasing through the mouth, pause, pause, release, good. And again, this is just breathing in through the nose for the count of four, and then breathing out through the mouth as if you're breathing through a straw in three even parts with a small pause in between. And if you do this, it puts your body into a relaxed state and physiologically, those stress chemicals will stop being released into your body. And just pay attention, how do you feel right now? Do you feel less stress in this moment? And do you feel more centered? And Lori, who is our family first expert, she is here joining us today. Lori, I'm curious to hear uh, how you liked that exercise. Yes, I had mentioned earlier to you that uh, I had had one severe anxiety attack in my past and it literally felt like my throat was being cut off as if it was being closed off and I couldn't get any air in. And so I understand the importance of getting air in your lungs and getting the oxygen in your brain. And, and uh, that was a very helpful exercise. Thank you. Beautiful. And know that you can do this anywhere. If you're driving in the car, you're starting to feel stressed, you're hurried to get somewhere, or you start worrying about if you're late, just do this breathing exercise. If you're with your family and someone brings up a topic, you feel a little bit stressed out about it, just do this breathing exercise. People don't even have to know that you're doing it or you can always dismiss yourself to go and do it as well. But it just really brings you back to center. And remember, stress is a choice. There is no stress in this moment now. And the beautiful thing about breathing is it just brings you back into this moment now. So practice that breathing technique. You can even do it right before bed, especially during times that you're feeling stressed out. So first tip, make sure and breathe if you're feeling stressed out. Number two, this is an interesting tip. It's to be. Write that down, to be. Remember that there is no stress in this present moment. Most stress comes from imagining how things are going to turn out in the future and then not having them turn out that way. So having expectations of the future or like Lori mentioned on the first segment, all this trauma from the past is coming up, things that have happened in the past. But there is no stress in this moment now. So there's a few great ways just to be in this moment now. One of those ways is breathing. The next thing that I love to do is dancing. Seriously, taking a dance break throughout the day can make a huge difference. If you're starting to feel stressed, do the breathing and then turn on some music. Just turn on a song that you like. I love the song Happy. I love This Is Going to Be the Best Day of My Life. There's so many fun holiday songs too. I love Feliz Navidad. So turn on a song and as you dance to this song, put a smile on your face. Now, one of the most beautiful things about dancing is it brings you back to this present moment now. It brings you back to the present moment now. It can just be a short five or 10 minute dance break. And think about what this does when you're with the people you love. If you guys are arguing, if you're feeling stressed out, you put on a little music, you say, hey, it's time for a dance party. People who join will enjoy it. You can't, I can't not dance and smile at the same time when I'm really getting into it. Other things that help you just be in the moment now, things like yoga, 
exercise, running, weightlifting, meditation, all of those are tools and techniques to help you be in the present moment. Even going and getting a massage. Think about it. What else are you going to do? You're laying there. You're in a dark room. Someone's massaging you. You have to be fully present. So commit to yourself right now and figure out what is one thing that you can do just to be in this moment. Lori, what do you like to do to be in the moment? Yeah, one thing I find you talk about dancing. I'm a dancer, so we've danced a lot in our kitchen. But I find that when um, when I'm in a normal, happy state and my my senses are calm, I often wake up in the morning with music in my mind, just kind of floating. And I can tell when I'm starting to improve getting out of state of stress because when I wake up, that music returns. But otherwise, it's like music shuts off. And so uh, I love what you said about putting, I love 50s music. I love to jitterbug. I love to waltz with my children. And so music definitely has an impact on my soul. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And thank you so much for bringing that up. And if you're joining us now, we aren't going to take a dance break, as fun as that would be. But what you can do right now is just as you're here listening, just move your body in a way that feels good to you and just listen to your body. Where does your body need to move? How does it need to move right now? Do you need to stretch your arms up? Do you need to move from side to side? Do you need to roll your hips or your hands or your feet around? And just pay attention to what it is that your body needs right now. And do yourself a favor in this moment during the show. By the time you're done listening to this show, my goal is that you are way less stressed. <laughs> so we've already done the breathing exercise. Just move your body in a way that feels good. And here's the second challenge with that. Put a smile on your face as you do it. Just smile. Notice by just smiling what happens. And it's actually, studies have shown that when you smile, there's actually chemicals released in your brain that make you feel happier. You don't always have to wait for something to make you feel happy to smile. Smile, and then you'll feel happier. So well, what comes first, the cart or the horse, the chicken or the egg? Sometimes smiling just helps you feel happier. So as you have the smile on your face and just moving your body in whatever way feels good to you or massaging it, just take a moment, maybe massage your hand right now in a way that makes your hand feel really, really good. Maybe just take a moment, massage the back of your neck or your shoulders and just be in this moment right now as you take a minute to enjoy your body and move and massage in a way that feels good to you. Just take a moment and do that. And as you do it, remember to breathe. You can even practice your three-part breathing right now as you do this. As you massage or move your body, practice by breathing in through your nose for one, two, three, four, and then release through your mouth. Pause, pause, release. Good. You can keep going with this. And just notice how do you feel right now here's another thing that i think it's important to understand if you were to look at your life and you were to think of yourself being in a state from one to ten and when you're at your level one state or when you're in your level one self that's when you feel grumpy and you don't want to get out of bed and you just don't want to do anything and the world's not your friend and if you think of your level 10 self as your highest and best self you're happy you're productive you're aligned you are doing the things that you feel like you're called to do in the universe think about that state 
And just notice that you also choose what state that you get to be in. And if you're at a level one or two state, if you're feeling grumpy, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, and there's a level five or six problem that comes up, that problem is going to be bigger than you. But if you're at this level nine or 10 state and you have a five or six problem, you are going to be bigger than your problem. And I want you to know your potential is always bigger than your problem. But it depends on what state you're in when that problem comes. And you know what I'm talking about. You've all had a moment where you've had something happen and it's not even that big, but it's been totally overwhelming to you. Or you've had times where you've had a problem come that's a fairly big problem and you're like, no problem, I got this. What's the difference? The difference is the state that you're in. And by doing this breathing, by doing dancing or moving or yoga or whatever you do to be in the present moment, it's helping you to remain at your level eight, nine, or 10 state. And here's what happens too. This, this happened to me the other day. I think of myself as like this ship in Star Trek, right? If you've seen Star Trek, they have this shield around the ship and the bad guys come. And so the captain says, shields up. And suddenly the bad guys start firing, pew, pew, pew. And, and first the shields are totally strong. But if, the, if you, the ship stays in the line of enemy fire, pretty soon the shields start to break down. You'll hear in Star Trek, Captain Kirk's, you know, shields at 90%, shields at 80, shields at 70, shields at 20, shields at 10. And pretty soon the shields are gone. And it can be like that when we're in these stressful states or when we're around a stressful situation. Sometimes we're at our level nine or 10 self and we feel really good. But if we stay around toxic situations or things where we're feeling constantly attacked, sometimes our shields can go down. And I know for me, this happened the other day. I just had a series of things go wrong. I had a series of things just go wrong. I was trying to get to my son. I had a commitment to take him and his friends black light laser tag mini golfing or no black light laser mini golfing. Am I saying that right? Yes. Black light laser. Mini. It was crazy and so fun. And this was a big deal for me because uh, my son, I hadn't been able to take him and his friends to do anything in a long time. And my son's friends are really important to him. And I was flying in for the weekend, I was supposed to be flying in Friday night. And then I was going to take my son out at one o'clock on Saturday. Well, a series of events happened. First, I was flying from Mexico into Arizona to see my son. And we had booked the flight from the wrong airport. So I get to the airport in Mexico. I'm excited to fly and to see my son in Arizona Friday night, only to find out the flight had been booked from the wrong airport. So I thought, you know, I'm at my level nine or 10 self, no problem. Paid some extra money, got on a flight to Salt Lake with my husband and then thought, I'm just going to fly into Phoenix the next morning. I'll be there in plenty of time for my son. It cost a little extra money. It was a little inconvenient, but that was okay. I tried to look at the bright side of things, flew into Salt Lake, spend the night. And the next morning I woke up and got all ready to go, had an early flight, going to get there in plenty of time to go see my son. And right as I was leaving the house, I got a notification that the flight was delayed. And I thought, ah, oh, kind of a stressor, but you know, I'm still at my level eight, seven or eight self. So this is okay. And I got to the airport and landed in just enough time that I was going to go get the rental car and go see my son. And we'd already prepaid for the rental car. And I got to the rental car center at the airport and went to the counter where I thought we booked the rental car. There was no way. Found out that it was the wrong counter. 
And I looked at the place where we had rented the car and there was a two hour wait. I've never seen anything like it to get this rental car. Again, oh, wow, that's a problem. But I met my level six or seven self, you know, still staying up there. And I figured out a way around it. I ended up paying for two rental cars I didn't use due to another fluke. But I finally found a counter that had a rental car. I got in the rental car with minutes to spare. I was going to make it there just in time to be there for my son and to make this commitment. And I pulled out of the parking lot and the flat tire light went on. And normally this would be a little problem, but by then, you know, it felt like all these bullets, all these things had been going wrong and my shields just went down and I just started crying. And I called my husband, Gerald, and said, what should I do? I would just want to be there in time for my son. And the flat tire light came on. He said, well, just get out of the car, go and check the tire. And I checked, it wasn't that flat. He said, just make it to your son and you can fill up at a gas station. So I got back in the car and I got there at 102 to take my son and his friends out for this epic experience that we had planned. And this brings me to my third point. So breathe and be, and I did a lot of breathing exercises during that time. I did some meditation on the plane, but the third step is to surround yourself with people that believe in you. So surround yourself with people that believe in. If we're sticking with the, the bees, you can go believe. So breathe, be, and believe. And sometimes when it's hard to believe in yourself or sometimes when things keep going wrong and wrong and wrong, it's important to have a support system of somebody that can be there for you. Somebody that's not going to keep you stuck in your stress, that's not going to validate you and your problems, but somebody that's going to say, hey, remember who you are. It's going to be okay. You've got this. And that's so important because in life, sometimes there's going to be things that go wrong. <laughs> We're going to have things that cause us stress. We're going to have those bullets that are firing at our shields and our shields are going to go down and down and down. But surround yourself with people that believe in you. When we come back from break, I'm going to share with you another really interesting statistic uh, surrounding stress, what we can do about it. I'm going to have Lori come on and share some of her tips for dealing with holiday stress and family as well and share our final tip for being able to remain centered in unconditional love throughout the holiday season and the entire year. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. 
If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to the show. What a powerful show today, sharing some tips on how to remain aligned during the stress of the holiday season, just the stress of life. And so far, just to review, we've talked about the importance of breathing breathing. And I taught a technique where you breathe in for the count of four through your nose and then breathe out, exhale through your mouth for three even parts. Breathing will actually help you get out of stress response. Second tip is be, be in the moment, find something to bring you back to this moment. Now stress is a choice in this moment. Now there is no stress. So dancing, putting a smile on your face and dancing or doing yoga or meditation or going in weightlifting or running, those all help you to be in this present moment. And then the third thing we talked about was believe, believing in yourself, but also surrounding yourself with people that believe in you with a great support system. Because when you're at your level nine or 10 self, it's really easy to be bigger than a level seven or eight problem. But when you slip into those lower stress states, when you slip down on the scale, you're, you're level two or three self, sometimes those problems can seem bigger than you. So just having people around you that remind you who you are, that remind you that you your potential is greater than your problem is really important. And uh, I want to share another interesting statistic about Believe. As I was talking about doing this radio show on the way here, we were just coming back from a snowmobiling trip. And um, our daughter, Jay, was in the back of the car, and she brought up this um, TED Talk that was by a lady. And it, just a fabulous TED Talk. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it's on, it's on stress. But in this TED Talk, she was bringing up the point that stress is only bad for us if we believe it is. This was really interesting. Stress was only bad for us if we believe it is. And studies found that 183,000 people on average a year die because they are so stressed or they have a premature death because they are so stressed out. But they're only the people that believe that stress is bad for your, your body and your system. Research actually found that when they pulled people, the people that believed that stress was good for them actually tended to live longer. And you may be thinking, what? Stress good for me? Doesn't everything teach that stress is bad for you and your body and your mind and leads to premature death? Well, it's only bad if you believe it's bad. And here's what the studies showed, that when you feel stress, you do feel elevation of breath. You feel your heart rate elevate. If you believe that that's bad for you, then your blood vessels start to constrict. And that's what causes heart problems. That's what causes um, lack of being able to breathe. But if people believe that stress was good for them, if when they started breathing more quickly, they thought, well, that's, this is just bringing oxygen in my body to prepare myself 
for being able to deal with whatever's going on, or they felt their heart beating faster. They thought, great, now there's more blood pumping through my veins to prepare me for whatever's next. That those people, their blood vessels actually got larger. And they actually found through this study that the physiological response to people who were experiencing stress but perceived it as good for them was this very similar to people who were experiencing joy or euphoria. So it's really interesting. I just wanted to throw that in because anytime that you feel like, oh, I'm so stressed out, this is so bad, just try and reframe that. Do the breathing exercises, be in the moment, do the dancing, but just say, hey, maybe this is a good thing. <laughs> maybe this is extra oxygen coming to my body and extra blood pumping to my veins to prepare me for all the magic I'm gonna create during the holidays and in my life. So keep that in mind too. Um, Lori, I wanted to throw it over to you. I know you have an experience that you wanted to share with us. Lori Richens does our family first segment every week on Voice America. She is an author. She is a coach. She has run for political office before she's a speaker. Um, She has seven children and uh, brings a wealth of knowledge and perspective to this show. So Lori, I'd love to hear what you have to say. You know, Allison, when you were talking about all of the chronic events that were going wrong, one of the things that I address with my clients is the importance of being able to decide if what you're experiencing is an inconvenience or a crisis. And so many people automatically go into crisis mode. And then when something really does happen, that's extremely substantial. They don't cope well because they've used up their coping mechanisms with all of these events prior to that. So I love how you managed your mind and how you you were capable of just keeping the proper perspective. So it's an example for all of us. Uh, The story I'd like to share right now has to do with something very personal and meaningful for me. And for those of your audience, of the audience that are listening right now who have uh, relationships that have been painful, where you feel disappointed or you feel lonely or you feel lost or discarded, this story is going to be perfect for you. So I searched for over 20 years for my biological father. He did not know that I existed and I did not know his name. And so, of course, that was an incredibly difficult process, and my mom was not really in a position to give me more information. So it was very challenging to um, identify who this person could possibly be. I did multiple DNA tests from um, other people we thought could be a possibility, and they all kept coming up, of course, negative. Well, in December for Christmas of 2015, my children got me an ancestry DNA kit for Christmas, not thinking that it could help me find my father, but at least uh, wanted me to know what my heritage was, what you know, country I had, what my what my racial background was, and so um, they had no idea that that would actually be the catalyst for me to indeed find my father. And after this gift was given to me, I I remember saying a prayer and just asking the Lord to bless me to. Um, have my dad get his blood somehow in this blood bank and so that we could match and I could find him. So less than a year later, November of 2016, late at night, one day I open up my results from Ancestry DNA and I see these initials, R period, M period, is your father. And 
you can only imagine this flood of emotion that came over me because I remember thinking never again will I be able to say I don't know who my dad is. Well, it took some time for me to identify exactly who those initials belonged to. And when I found him and had a chance to actually visit with him on the phone, um, just every emotion that you can imagine with me hearing his voice and me, me finally knowing who my father was and then having to go through the process of of helping him to know who he actually was in relation to me. That whole process was, um, was uh, very stressful, but, but also very rewarding. And I ended up having a year with him that was absolutely magical. He was supposed to come that Thanksgiving and he ended up having a heart attack. And so I made an emergency flight down to Arizona where he lived. And uh, I actually saw him for the first time in a, um, a VA hospital in Arizona. Interesting that um, if I had actually, if he had known about me when I was born, then he would have seen me, my face, uh, first of all, in a hospital only. This was, you know, 50 years later. I just want to summarize by saying this. He came to our home for Christmas. Um, he recovered enough to come to our home for Christmas here in Idaho. And once again, it was just magical he gave all of us these high quality um, flashlights for us to enjoy. And, and it was just like a dad and a grandpa taking care of all of us to make sure that we had um, a basic need met. And that year was so special. We look the same. We talk the same. Interestingly, his best friend in school ended up being the father of my best friend in school, even though I didn't know my dad at all. And just we we ordered the same sandwiches from subway we had um <clears throat> just so many things in common we loved hot food and seafood and it was like looking in the mirror at my father and after that year had passed um, things started to change and complications with family uh, was such that he felt like it was best to move on without me and you know there's this saying that says you know was it is it better to have loved than to have never loved at all. And I was faced with that where I had to decide, you know, is it good that I found him? Because now I have the heartbreak of having lost him. Maybe it would have been better not to have found him at all. And this time came where I had to decide um, what to do about this heartbreak that I was experiencing this tremendous loss. And I finally decided that I was going to emotionally just cut him off completely, that I wasn't going to think about him. I wasn't going to have any emotional um, desire for him in my life anymore. It was just my way of surviving this disappointment because um, I don't have a relationship with my mother either. And that's why I'm such an advocate of families. I know what it's like to not have that. And so I just want to summarize this by saying, you know, the Lord was able to speak to me after a period of time went by and my heart had settled enough to where I was no longer angry and I wasn't in this survival mode. And in a quiet moment in my home, the Lord said these words to me. He said, Lori, I need you to love your father, even if it hurts. And then he pointed out to me, he explained to me that when people stop loving one another, there's this disconnect that happens all across humanity and war ensues. And he showed me that love is the glue that binds the souls of men. And he asked this of me. Father in heaven asked this of me. He asked that I still love my father, even if it hurt. So to those who are listening, 
Um, there's so much more to this story, but the important message that I want to share today is even if you've been hurt by your parents or by uh, somebody you were once married to or by your children, I ask that you do as Father asked me and still love the people who have hurt you so that our humanity can still be binded, <clears throat> bound together, and so that we can still be connected as, as individuals. And it's worth the price to pay and be hurt than to not love at all. So during this Christmas season, I wish all of you well. I wish you peace. I wish you happiness. And I wish you with a heart that's capable of loving, even though it hurts, because blessings will come as we continue to connect as humans and as we love and support each other now and all throughout the year. So, Allison, thank you for giving yeah. me the opportunity to share that. Yeah, thank you so much, Lori. And for all those who are hurting or in pain or aren't with their loved ones or aren't feeling connected. Maybe you are with your loved ones, but aren't feeling connected. It's a beautiful reminder just to remain in love no matter what, to take a moment to breathe, to be, to surround yourself with people that believe, but most importantly, to love. And um, love is the greatest. Well, I, I do remember that uh, last, well, a couple Christmases ago, it was first Christmas after my divorce, and I found myself alone one night close to Christmas. I didn't have the kids. Um, I left all my Christmas decorations in the divorce. I didn't have the decorations I put up for 20 years. I didn't have the stockings or the ornaments with the kids' pictures on them or all the memories. And I was there alone in an undecorated house feeling completely depressed. And I remember being faced with a choice. And I actually was talking um, on the phone to my now husband, Gerald, but we were just dating at the time. And and he said, well, you, you have a choice tonight. What do you want to make of tonight? And I thought, I do have a choice. I can sit here and feel sorry for myself or I can do something. And I decided to take myself on a holiday, out on a holiday date. And I went and I took myself out and I got new Christmas decorations. And afterwards, I went to Neater's and I got a grilled cheese sandwich, which is my favorite, hot chocolate and soup. And I even paid for the people for the people behind me anonymously. And I thought, wow, I'm a really good date. I'm so kind. and I like all the same stuff as myself. And, and I went home and watched a Hallmark movie and what could have been a really depressed night turned into a great night. So when you're remaining in love for others, remember also to love yourself. Remember to treat yourself in love. And there's a saying, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. Can you really love somebody else if you aren't loving yourself? So remember to love and nurture yourself this holiday season. And an invitation for those of you who really want to uh, be able to stay in a state of love and alignment throughout the holiday season. Every single morning, we meet together on legendaryzoom.com. That's www.legendaryzoom.com from 8.40 a.m. to 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time with a group of amazing people. And we do what's called soul activation. We take you through a breathing exercise. We take you through an exercise that will help you be often it's dancing or meditation. And you're surrounded with a tribe of people that really do believe in you. We do breakout rooms a couple of times during the week. You get to know other people from around the country, people who can really believe in you and give you the support that you need. So please, if you're feeling inspired to do that, join us any morning, 8.40 a.m. Mountain Standard Time and www.legendaryzoom.com. And remember this holiday season to breathe, be, believe, and most importantly, to love. 
I'm Allison Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show. Find out what.